Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The ball game is over and Shea Stadium will close its doors for the final time this afternoon. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome to the 80s here, WFN uh, 1980s day, DJ Tiki Barber, DJ BT. I actually love this song, I'm not going to lie. You know why I love this song? There was a video, that was VHS, and they remember when they used to put out like the uh, the highlight videos of the specific players? Oh yeah, yes. Charles Barkley's video was, was set to this song. <laughs> I don't know how I remember. I just remember there was one scene he was... Um, That's funny. He was at the foul line and he, his, his eye was all jacked up like it was black and blue. It was almost inverted, puffed out. Yeah. And and this was the song going on to uh, to Charles's night, probably about 1986, early. 87 highlight reel. Wow, that's an old one. Was that Scandal, Patty Smythe? All right, it's uh, 11.02 on the Fantique and Tierney Show. So, Tiki, we're going to get a lot of rumors. Mm. We're going to get a lot of rumblings out there in Indianapolis, the Combine, because we started getting them yesterday. So, Peter King, who's great yep. and who's tapped in, Peter King reported that the Raiders are out mm-hmm. of the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, which means, obviously, that's good for the Jets on, on some level. The odds tilt more yep. in their favor. Of course, Green Bay's probably the favorite if he keeps playing, but we'll see. Uh, and, and he also said that he thinks the uh, the Carolina Panthers, a little less sure to be fair to Peter, but he did say this with, with a certain sense of definity, a little bit. He thinks that the Panthers are out on Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr, another report today, is he's going to meet the Saints again, the Jets again, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to meet the Panthers today. It's so odd. one it's day, odd. one contradiction. It's, it's, it's odd with Derek Carr because apparently he or his representatives are doing this at the Combine. And so Derek Carr, who is, I guess, one of the more sought-after free agents this offseason, I think he's one of the top at the top of the list, to be honest with you. Because he's he's completely free, so he can sign wherever he wants. It feels like he's chasing these teams as opposed to the teams chasing them. Now, maybe it's just opportunistic because everybody's at one place all at the same time. But uh, Derek Carr is an interesting option for the Jets because it, Peter King also said that those teams, you know, the Carolina Panthers, this, the uh, the Houston Texans were another one, the, the Raiders 
are out on Rodgers, but they also might be out on Derek Carr as well because they're not looking for a Band-Aid was Band-Aid. the word. Yeah, yeah. they're not Which, looking for Derek Carr's not a Band-Aid, by the, the way. Scotch tape, I think, was the oh, word. You're right. You know, the it's scotch, scotch tape, tape solution. Mm-hmm. But I think he's more of a potential longer-term solution. He's more of a butterfly stitch. Yeah, exactly. Right? You, you easily just pull him out at whatever point, but it could be next week or it could be five years from now. I think Derek Carr fits the Jets really well. I think Indy's probably in a rebuild, so they don't really need him. So is Carolina. But the Las Vegas Raiders um, with, with Aaron Rodgers need to win just like the Jets need to win, mainly for their head coach. Not Actually, both teams is for their head coach. Aaron Rodgers got to still be on the table. I, I know what Peter King said. I believe his reporting. Mm-hmm. But that just doesn't make intuitive sense to me mm. that Aaron Rodgers would be out of the of the running for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. It just mm. doesn't make sense to me. 877-337-6666 is our number. Obviously juggling some good Nick stuff with the win of the, over the Celtics last night. And we're inside... Of our Town Fair Tire Studio, friends of Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Here's a question for you. So, if this latest report that Carr is going to meet, in addition to the Saints and the the Panthers, the Jets, yeah. at the Combine, who is he meeting? Because Woody's not there, <laughs> sure. Salah's not there, and Douglas is not there. Yeah, the Jets have who's not, he meeting? Beningo and Fireman Ed. They have I mean, not gone to meet? the combine the last couple of years. The the Jets, which is interesting, and you could say it's irresponsible, but here's why it's not. Most good GMs aren't gonna get. I don't want to say bamboozled. Overly enamored with yeah, the, what's in, yeah, like the way a guy looks in shorts exactly, in front of him. They're not going to get yep, yep. blown away by what happens at the Combine. Mm-hmm. The Combine is reinforcement for what you've seen on tape. Now, I know this because I go to I call college games, and I'm at college games in the college press, bo- college press box. There are uh, dozens of scouts they go to all of these big games. So it's Alabama's, the Ohio State's. Like, they see all these players in person. And, look, they'll leave at some point. They, after halftime, ah, I saw what I needed to see. I'm out. And they, and they leave and they go to the next place uh, or wherever they're headed. And so they've watched hours and hours of tapes on these players. They've seen them live in person at games. This is a different interpretation, by the way, watching on tape and seeing someone live. And the only thing the Combine does is reinforce what they've seen with their own eyes. Now, if there's something like completely out of whack, like, God, that guy just, his broad jump was seven feet, you know, like eight inches. I thought he was a really good athlete. It's like, it's alarming. But all it does is set you up to go do their pro day. So as much as the combine has become this gathering spot, it's actually more for what we were talking about with Derek Carr and for league executives to be together and talk amongst each other and, you know, evaluate, but not, not to the point that it's going to make a determination. Like, I think back in my day, the combine was was a separator, right? If you ran a bad 40 at the combine, it was, all right, this guy's not a first-rounder. Got to take this guy in the second round, a third round. Your grade would fall. I don't, I don't think that's the case anymore because I, I think over time, you've seen, like, what shows up on tape in college usually is what's going to show up on tape in the NFL. It, it, a com- great combine is not going to make you a better player on the field. 
Listen, I'm not about to knock Joe Douglas for not being there, not with the all-time draft that he just had. Yeah. But yeah. there is some business stuff to be tended to. That's the only that's thing I worry That's where the conversations about. could occur. That's the only thing I worry about. Yeah. Unless it's already surprised. Ha- unless it's already happened and, you know, he's already ah, got an indication. He already knows. He already knows. I mean, I don't know. When do we get some news on Rogers? Seriously. I mean, it's, it's got to be this week. It's, it's Must got, be. See, Must th- be. This is the last day of February. So the league year is about a week. Is it the seventh or the eighth it starts? March seventh? I want to say seventh. So either way, it's about a week or so away from the league year starting, and that's when you can, you know, start really moving and making transactions happen. Um, I would think that they're that they've already had some of these conversations. March fifteenth, by the way, Teek. I'm sorry, but March that's 15th. that's the league year. Yeah, um, the legal tampering period starts on the thirteenth. Um, so we'll, 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 it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but either way, I think he's already had some of these conversations. Joe Douglas has, has, and I agree. And if I think about, you know, why, how he's done things in the past, it's identify who your top targets are. You, you send scouts to really go to these pro days and make decisions on them. Cause that's where, you know, Zach Wilson won people over was his pro day and they draft that way. They're not overly enamored about being at the combine. Well, one thing the Jets too have they, they is a very stealth operation. Mm-hmm. Like out of nowhere, there'll be a trade. Yeah, uh, there's not there's not many leaks in that building. No. Like he has shored up what was a mess for a long time, and and that that was hard to do at Florham mm-hmm. Park. That was messy. Uh, let let me just say this: if the Jets ever wound up with Carson Wentz, we riot. That's what happens. <laughs> we riot. We riot. <laughs> Carson Wentz is not allowed to be on this team. We ride Carson Wentz. What's happened with him is go bizarre. figure it out somewhere else, buddy. Good luck. We or, riot if Carson what, Wentz is on whatever, the Jets. It is not good. Not allowed. No. I'm trying to look at the Jets draft pick because last year they didn't have a draft pick past the fifth round, right? I I think it's it might be they traded a couple sixes over the years. Yeah, you so mean they, what they have coming up this yeah, year? Yeah, they 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 have Houston's sixth round pick. But other than that, they have their first rounder, second rounder, third rounder, fourth and fifth, and then Houston six. They don't they don't really have late round picks, which makes it a little bit easier. Because that's kind of what you're trying to do at the combine is find those steals. Like who's this guy that nobody's going to know about? Mm-hmm. Let's find that guy. It was like somebody like Mitchell? Wasn't Mitchell like a sixth mm-hmm. round pick? But mm-hmm. was he? Didn't they get him at the Senior Bowl more? Yes. Than yeah. the combine, I thought. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and look, the Giants, in contrast have been everywhere. Joe Shane and Brian Dable, they were at the senior bowl. Now they're at the combine. So they're but they have a lot more needs. Mm-hmm. So the Giants kind of have to find these diamonds in the rough. Whereas the Jets, they got a pretty good roster. Right? They just need some accents and some upgrades. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris is uh Selden. Let's get back to you here. 877-337-6666. What's happening, Chris? How are you? Hey, what's up guys? Hey. How you doing? Good. Five years. So I've been through the ups and downs, you know. But yeah. uh, you know, the more about I'm, you know, you know, seeing the Aaron Rodgers thing and also the car. You know, I what about Baker Mayfield? Now I'm not kidding. What I'm saying is, but he does have a similar style as Zach Wilson. As Zach Wilson, he's they're supposed to show, you know, he's supposed to, you know, learn, you know, that style of quarterbacking. Uh, you know, and then with that, with the rest of the money, you can pick up. You know, free agents. So you know, where you need, you know, probably a Pro Bowl or two. Baker. 
that you're going to spend for uh, Rogers or Carr. Chris, we we can't take chances here, Chris. Do you really want to entrust Baker Mayfield with the keys to the franchise? You really want to do that? Really? I couldn't do that. There's no chance I would do that. No. Unless there's no other option. Man, and we've talked about this a couple of times. And Baker keeps coming up because he's – Baker's interesting. Like, he's a compelling player because of his social brand and, you know, the energy that he brought to Cleveland when he first got there. But the reality is – Even his first Rams start. Yeah. Remember that? First he, Ram he got thrust in there. He did pretty he well. came back and won that game, yeah. right? And, yep. And, you know, he felt like – Sean McVay had maybe found a little something to f- turn him back on. But let's not forget, Baker probably turned Sean McVay back on. Sean McVay was basically out. Like, he was quitting. He was going, trying to go into media. You know, he knows that that team has had to be stripped down because they spent so much money to try to win that Super Bowl, which was successful. You give him credit for doing it. But Sean McVay was, he was done. Baker probably helped Sean McVay reignite his passion into the game. I love Baker for that. I think he's a great locker room guy. I think he's a great just energy guy to be around. But he's not your he's not your A. He's not your he's not your alpha that's taking you somewhere deep in the in the in a season. Um I, I it can't be Baker Mayfield. As much as I I enjoy who he is, he can't be that guy. Well, and the other thing too is if it if it was Baker, then Zach's absolutely gotta go. Yes. I don't think that that's a um I don't think that's a good quarterback room dynamic. I I think if you're going to try to rehab one guy, that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And re, to be fair, Baker needs less rehab than Zach because yeah. he's had a far more effective start to his career. Remember, he threw 27 touchdowns mm-hmm. as a rookie, which was a record yep. be, be, before Justin Herbert broke it the next year. So he's flashed a little bit. He won a road playoff game in Pittsburgh. Um, but that's that's not the road that they're being I, – I, I can't imagine – I can't if if we were to look at their you know how you have the draft board and then if you have the the quarterback board for their off season target yeah what is Baker fifth sixth I mean it's Rogers one yeah, maybe it's Car two it's um, I know they like Tannehill more than I do so unfortunately Tannehill might be three uh, Jimmy G probably somewhat comparable to Tannehill those are four in front of Baker um, I mean hell they might even view I know that you say this and I always joke around stop saying it because you're trying to torment me they might even view the percent. Zach Wilson dynamic is more palatable than, than would, a Mayfield I, honestly, thing. Honestly, I would because you know Brissett is could get beat out by Zach. Yeah, and, and so if you're going to bring in a guy like that, that's not top top tier, it's got to be a guy that Zach Wilson can beat out and but also learn from mm-hmm. and be that really good vet behind the starter. But that should have happened Ty, Ty right last Taylor. year. Of course, it should have happened that's last year. That's what should have happened, right? They 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 picked from the bargain basement. and They got Joe mm-hmm. Flacco, and it was a mistake because Joe was disengaged, right? He just wasn't he wasn't bought in in it. It's not a knock on Joe Flacco. It's just the reality of where he is in his career, and and Zach Wilson suffered from it. He, he never really had competition or guidance, and that's that's it. Sucks for Zach Wilson, but this is the reality of the game. Yeah. Sometimes people make mistakes around you, and you pay the pay the consequence. That's true, and some are irreparable. Yes, and we'll find out if that's the case with him. Uh, Jason's in Fairlawn. What's going on, Jay? How are you? Guys, how are you? Good morning. What's happening, man? Hey, Jay. Um, huge Giants fan. Love listening to you guys. You guys are my favorite guys in the fan. Um, I'm really into the offseason right now. This is my favorite part of the season. You know, with regards to DJ and Barkley, as a, as a, a passionate Giants fan, but I'm able to take the emotion out of it, I think that yeah. Barkley walk. Um, 
because you could just draft another running back. And honestly, to me, Daniel Jones is not the quarterback of the future. Paying him $30 million to $35 million a year is just overpaying for a guy who's, who hasn't really been healthy. And thank goodness. But the, pro- but the problem, though, Jason, is if you let Daniel Jones walk, what are you doing? Like, where, where, well, where's the future? Right. To me, you know, you're non-exclusive franchise tag him and yeah. let another team negotiate with him. Yeah. I agree. I, doubt, I, I like it. I, I doubt another team's going to give you two first rounders for him. Maybe they will. Who yeah. knows? And by the way, the $45 million number, you're starting to see new reporting on this, was likely leaked by CAA after he fired them. And so I, I don't, I mean, until I hear it from, I don't Joe Shane, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the number is for, for Daniel Jones, but it's not, he's not a $45 million a year quarterback. We know that. But 35 right. to 37, as BTFI been saying for most of this season, feels about right. Right, it's 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 a good value, and it allows you to not fully compromise what you're doing, you know, with your roster, especially yeah. if you sign a long term contract. But my question, you know, persists: like, if you don't sign Daniel Jones, what are you doing at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the Giants are. I think they overachieved last year. As as the Giants fan, I was expecting them to win four to five games mm-hmm. last year. I was completely shocked that nine wins. And I think a lot of Giants fans are now over, you know, they're, they're looking to the season coming up saying, oh, we're going to be back to the playoffs again. We're not. They're not going to be back to the playoffs. But why not? Again, you know, because, because Dallas is too good? Because Dallas is nah, too good? Because oh, the Dallas. Eagles are too good. I mean, yes, the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles yeah, are too well, good. But what, what, who in the NFC South is scaring you? Who in the West is, I mean, Seattle, I, Seattle could have I, overachieved as well. San Francisco's going to take a step back. Are they? Uh, yeah. Are we sure about that? Who's the quarterback? I don't know. Trey could be Tom Brady? Tell you, Tom Brady's not yeah. playing. Might uh, be. If Tom Brady plays, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are screwed. I, I think Leonard Williams <laughs> has to be, you know, Joe Shane's going to have to either renegotiate with Leonard Williams or release him. Yeah. yeah we that could, number. Yeah, it's a big number for Leonard Williams. But they may, they they may have be able to goals. save some money if uh, Dexter Lawrence gets a long-term extension worked out because it pulls some money off the immediate cap and pushes it down the line instead of him having that fifth-year option number, which isn't huge. I think it's only $12 million or so uh, for the fifth-year option for Dexter Lawrence. But they, they need to do some restructuring. But all teams need to do re- restructuring yep. right now. Now, Jets have to do it as well. Maybe Lawson, you know, Corey, uh, Corey Smith, Corey Davis probably going to get cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's going to be a few... Um, uh, a little finagling as well with some some Jets, too. Listen, I think, Jason, I, I, I don't think what he says is crazy. On, on every level, I think that is a dialed-in, astute, realistic Giant fan in terms of what, you know, the contract with Jones and even the trajectory for the team right now. Mm-hmm. Now, if they can't work out a two-, three-year extension that's good on both sides without breaking the bank and that 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 that, that, that permits them still to kind of fill in some holes. for Leonard Williams? For Daniel Jones. Oh, Daniel for Jones. For Daniel yeah, Jones. If they can't do that, because I'm not giving Jones. I like Jones. I'm not giving him five, six years. He's not He's not that player no. yet. I need another year of By evidence. Way, okay? it makes, it's better for him if he goes three or four and gets a good number for three or four years and then can go monetize Before it he's 30. Before he's 30. No question. And I don't know if he's thinking that, but you're absolutely right, Tiki. But to me, like a two or three or extension is is optimal because then you fill in, you plug in, you see exactly who he is and mm-hmm. what he is with more coaching another year with Dable, etc. Uh, if you can't do that, I don't like the idea of 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 the tag where it's where the it's the exclusive tag because then all that money goes on the cap. You can't do anything to fill in the holes, and they've got a lot yep. around them. They're just not a very potent athletic team yet at at, at very important spots. You got to figure out Saquon's situation. 
To me, the non-exclusive tag is very, very desirable. Yeah. Somebody wants to be crazy and desperate and give him wacky money. Go ahead, I'll take yeah. you two first-round picks. I'll start over. Yeah, it's let's appealing. go. And we've looked at the. I'll start uh, over. We've looked at their draft situation, and you keep saying like, "What would they do with quarterback?" Then draft somebody. <laughs> True. That's what I'll do, and, and I'll trust Dable to develop them. The Giants have eleven picks. Eleven picks this year, including a compensatory, that many? A compensatory wow. seventh that they got for losing a free agent. I'm not exactly sure who that was, and then they got two picks from Kansas City. Uh, the third round, a third rounder, and a sixth rounder for Kadarius Tony. So Giants have a bunch of picks this year. That I mean, they'll probably draft because it's not uh, it's not punitive financially, cap wise, because most of them are back end. Right? It's, it's, it, they only get comp like loaded at sixth and seventh in the seventh round. So they're still only going to need about eleven or twelve million dollars in cap space for their draft picks, but. You can still move those and get some other assets. The Giants have options. They have a ton of options right now. The question is what's best for the team in the short and long run. That's what Joe Shane, I guess, and Brandon Dable have to figure out. And it's why they're at the Combine right now because they have so many picks. And if you're going to use your picks, you got to know who you're picking value-wise in the sixth and seventh round. 877-337-6666 is our number here on the Fantiki and Tierney Show. At noon, we go all in. 12 o'clock hour as well. Yankee tickets, a chance to register for the grand prize for uh, the trip down to Tampa to watch the Yankees. What should the Giants do? There's a couple of options here. And, you know, I, I know we've discussed this before, but now we are, we're at the combine. Now it's time. Uh, and there's going to be some movement on the quarterback market. When do you, if you're a Jets fan, what is the absolute, if you're all in on Rodgers, you have to have a cutoff date as to when you at least get a sense what his intentions are. What is it? For, is it this week? It's this week for me, all right? And I'm, I've been as much on Rodgers as anybody. But if I don't know something by the end of the week or the weekend, that's it. We pivot. We move on. It's pivot time. All right, Tiki and Tierney until 2. That is Cartner Roberts coming up on The Fan. The Fan is better when you're part of it. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I want to, um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take singing. Mm-hmm. 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 And party jumping. <laughs> so, I've got a little comparison for you, Tig. Yes. I don't know if you'll buy it. Go ahead. But I think it's a timely tie-in because we, you know, started the show talking about the Knicks and that outstanding win against the Celtics mm-hmm. and what's their ceiling this year and their overall trajectory moving forward for a couple of years, et cetera. And uh, Knicks by- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
the way, Nick's conversation is still on the table. And then, of course, we got into the combine. Oh, uh, real quick. Joe Douglas is in Indianapolis for the meeting. Just flew in today to meet with Carr. Going in, coming out. Yep, going in hot, coming out hot. (laughs) Actually, going in hot, hopefully coming out cold because we don't want him to come out with Carr. I want him to come out with Rodgers. But anyway, uh, Diana Rossini tweeted that about 25 minutes ago. Maybe he's going to meet with the Packers. That's true. Guten Kunst. Guten Kunst. Guten Kunst. (laughs) So... The the combine is a hotbed of activity, conversation, you know, laying the foundation, planting seeds for for future moves. All right, mm-hmm. free agent trades, draft, etc. Um, I I think because we were talking about the Knicks as well, I think that there is a real correlation to the 2020 COVID Knicks team and last year's Giants team, where it was mm. an incredibly fun and galvanizing, and in a lot of ways out of nowhere type of season, yeah. but was nowhere near sustainable or as real as it felt at certain points. You agree? Yes. Do you agree? I do agree. Because is that unfair to the Giants? No, it's not, because the Giants, the Giants didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, no one expected them. We had a call it, called earlier, said we thought they were going to win four or five games. Now, if you were around the Giants, you could clearly, early in the, on the preseason, like we were a little bit, you could clearly see something was different. It just felt different. The energy felt different. The um, the accountability really felt different. And Brian Dable was a great coach. We knew it early. He was coach of the year. Um, you could see it. You could see that coming. Now, when that happens, and you have just enough talent, you get a little bit. Let's call it what it is. You get a little bit lucky. Mm-hmm. You're gonna overachieve, and that's where the Giants were. Uh, they knew it. I think every if the fans knew it, but the fans didn't care because they were winning, especially at it. home. I get it. And they became an asset. The, fan, the fan base did. Right? For years, it's just kind of like, all right, we going to the game? This is going to go Saturday? Yeah, yeah it might rain. Go Sunday. Forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, you know what? I'm fine. We're good. Give them 50 yeah. cents on the dollar. Well, who's coming in? Oh, Cowboys. Okay, I'll sell those tickets. That was not the case last year, and it was because early on, it felt like there was something special happening. Um, but it was an overachievement. There's no doubt about it. Everybody knows that. And the team needs a lot of upgrades in a lot of different places. And if Joe Shane is is as good as we think he is, we'll see that start to happen this offseason. All right. Let's get Matt North, Plainfield, New Jersey. Matt's on the Fantique and Tierney. What's going on, Matty? Going on, guys. How are you? What's up, Matt? Hey. I was just thinking about the Jets quarterback situation. Nobody ever mentions Matt Ryan as a... As a oh, yeah, God. I have no way to get to Matt Ryan. He's washed, Zero. man. He's you think he's done that bad? Yeah, well, I, I, call, I called a couple of his games this year. Go ahead. And he, first of all, he's immobile. And no it's, that's something that just I – don't, I don't know if I ever thought that he was an immobile player until I saw him this year in, in Indy. And he just – he's immobile. And he's also turned into a guesser. And I don't know why he's, he's that way, but it, he started guessing on what defenses were presenting in front of him. It's why he threw so many interceptions for the Colts. And – it's not something I expected from a guy who who previously has won an MVP. And so either the yeah. system was wrong for him or it was just vastly different from what he had when he was in, in Atlanta. But he he just looked washed. And, you know, it's not a knock on him because he was an MVP, went to, took his team to a Super Bowl. But he, he's done. He's going to be in media next year. You don't even think he's a good option as a cheap option just to, for one year to let him learn? I I think, exactly. Well, I think that's what the Colts— Can't take the risk. Yeah. That, that would have been last year. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, yeah. And, and I think that's what Indy wanted to do, uh, and it didn't It didn't work out. It got their coach fired. I mean, Frank Reich is a good coach. That's mm-hmm. why he landed another job right away. But he got fired because 
first of all, he put trust in Carson Wentz, who we know is a bum at this point. And not mean no no disrespect to Carson no, Wentz. No, no, he's just a bum. As a player, he's not. He just hasn't been good. He's been awful. He's been awful. Like I said, if he's on the Jets, we riot. Right. So he took it. He put his faith. Reich did put his faith in Carson Wentz. He was not the guy. Mm-hmm. He needed a, an immediate solution because the team felt like they could win with Jonathan um, uh, Taylor as a running back and a really good defense and some offensive line. And it, he put his faith in Matt Ryan. Didn't work out. I've always fired. been a big Matt Ryan fan too. I've always liked. My sister went to BC. I remember yeah. that. Uh, I remember his career there. I've always been a big Matt guy. I think he's. Re- I think he's had an outstanding career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems so fairly polished. Such yeah. a great guy. He's yeah, no question. Awesome. He seems fairly washed to me. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that there's not a situation where maybe if you draft a kid in the top ten. That's an ideal situation, and I don't even know if Matt would want to do that. Yeah. Maybe Matt kind of holds think, I don't his hand does. for a little bit. He probably doesn't. Yeah, I think he's looking at TV, D, TV gigs. Yeah, but you can't bring Matt Ryan in here for the Jets with, mm-hmm. with the design of you know winning 11 or 12 games well, and pro- taking that next well, the, step the, with Matt Ryan. The problem is the Jets need to win. I don't know how many times we got to say this. They, yeah, no, no, that's why I'm they shooting it down. need to Absolutely. win. Absolutely. And you can't bring him maybe in. And you don't know if Wilson's ever going to get it right, so no, you need something a little bit more defined than that, no doubt. Uh, let's go up to Hopewell Junction, New York. What's going on, Keith? You're on the fan. How are you? How you doing, guys? What's happening? Hey. Okay, quick. Talk about the Knicks. Julius Randle is like 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 you guys were saying, one of the most underrated players. That's a fact. He's averaging twenty five a game. He's one of the top power forwards in the league. It's no question. There's there's no debating that. I hear you. I think he gets. Okay. The, I get. I think he gets for what he actually does on a night to night basis uh, in two of the three years he's been here. Yeah, uh, and the amount of credit or respect that he really receives it is it is not nearly as equitable as it should be. It's just not. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. You're talking. Maybe he's the third, fourth best power forward in the league, and and, and then you're you're adding Brunson to the mix. I mean, Brunson is definitely a top-flight point guard in this league, the way he's playing. He is definitely a top-flight point guard. I mean, you put those two together and we're quickly, and I know you guys are discounting R.J. Barrett a bit, but I'm telling you, R.J. Barrett, he's only 22. Oh, stop. Yeah. Stop say, with that. Stop. You know, I will tell you, at 25, 26, you are going to be looking at a different player. Uh, we're going to be looking right at a player. No, here's what you, you have one of the words right. Different. He'll be on a different team <laughs> is what's going to happen to R.J. Barrett. I don't think he will be. Okay. I don't. Okay. I'm telling I you, don't. Keith, the way you mature in the NBA versus the NFL, talk about Zach a lot, talk about Daniel Jones, you know, when he first came into the league and that, that curve, which is painful for young quarterbacks or even young pitchers. It takes them a while. Some, some guys, you know, it uh, takes a while to get it going or a young closer. In the NBA, you can either play or you can't. You know, and R.J., listen, R.J. Barrett's got value in the sense that he's he's going to have some nights where he scores 20-plus, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's downhill, and he's going to the rim, and he finishes somewhat strong. But then you watch him, you watch him every night, and the constant empty trips in the paint, can't get by anybody, not a good athlete, never plays above the rim, incredibly streaky from outside, some Asinine passes last night again, mm-hmm. where he does thing that you teach five, fifth, you know, fifth grade CYO kids: don't jump and leave your feet without somebody to pass to, and yeah. he does it in the NBA. And he, he also 
sometimes when he gets cut off, so he's driving into the lane, either from you know going straight down the lane or he's coming in from one of the from one of the wings. He gets stopped. He gets cut off. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. He does. He right. You're, he, he's so flustered. Yeah, it's like it's like either have a shot uh-huh. or get rid of it. He's just not the guy. <laughs> now, I, I, and it stinks. He's such a good kid. Uh, yeah, I know it. And there's so much about him that that would fit our city. You know, he's he's kind of no nonsense, blue collar, puts the work in. But as I told Tiki a while ago, when I was even last year when I was diagnosing his problems here on the fan, I'm like. Part of the, one of the one of the things that really scares me about him is that he's so inefficient, and I know he's putting time in. It's mm-hmm. not like you can say, "Well, once the kid matures and he takes his job seriously, you'll see an uptick in performance." That's the exact opposite. He's as mature as it gets. He's just not that good. Yeah, he's not what they need him to be. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years. Our champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 1143, back on the Fantique. and Tierney Olin coming up next. Uh, next hour as well, Yankee tickets. And a chance to register for our grand prize. Uh, will the executive producer be down there in Tampa? Will Dove be down there? No, I'll be here. I thought we were going to get ready for a couple of days. Let's <laughs> speak of Spike. <laughs> I want to get down there for a couple of days. How about the snow? Ugh. It'll be gone tomorrow. It's annoying, though. It is, especially because it caused an off day. It's annoying. A snow day for the kids, even I, though they're enjoying themselves. Oh, they're off for the whole day? Yeah, my Oh, mom. you're at a soft school district. We're going half a day. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you guys are, we you guys got, are really We started in the this suburbs. at two-hour, and then at one, <laughs> yeah. I guess it was like midnight. We yeah. get a call. School's closed. Yeah. Fun. Great. Wait, they called you at midnight? Yeah, we got a, like a message. A, a message, like really? like the automated messaging thing. Wait, did a call or text? It was a call. They called you at it midnight. Was a That's call interesting. Around midnight. That's probably the sensible thing to do. I guess if you decide that late, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are sleeping at midnight, so you can probably say, well, if I have a couple more hours, I could change the alarm clock and I could change <laughs> the structure of the morning. Because if you send a text, you might not get it. If mm-hmm. the phone rings, you're probably more apt to get it. Uh, it's amazing though the softness that has permeated these school districts. We get. An alert at 4.30 yesterday in the afternoon. 4.30. There wasn't a flake in sight. And we get a text at 4.30 in the afternoon. Uh, school's been pushed back, I think, three hours. Mine wasn't until, three hours. Mine wasn't until about 7. We were, we were around dinner time that we started to find out. I mean, think there about that. There was a that. delay, and then we found out later that it was canceled. Yeah. We, I, I don't know how they did it back in the day. I really don't. Well, like, I mean, we have, a, we have an odd... I'm saying when we were kids, how did we figure it out? Well, you were in Virginia. You didn't really get snow. Like, yeah, how did we no, figure we would. It out? We would, but they would, you just knew. You know? Well, because mom would say, you don't have to go to school today. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> all the neighbors would be a, in the street. And we're going to bag each other snowballs. There's, there's, there's a foot of snow. Hit yes, cars and hit buses with snowballs. Today. My yeah. mom was like, I still got to go to work. Have fun. Don't oh, hurt God. yourself. Oh, really? <laughs> At like what age would she leave you guys home alone? 12. Okay. I mean, yeah. neighbors' families were around. I mean, we lived in. Townhomes, like, I got you. There was tons of people around. Yep, tons. yep. Everybody looking after for each other. That's the way it used to. That's the way it should be. It's the way it is in some spots still. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't live in a house in the middle of nowhere. I got you. I got you. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So the combine and all the stuff that needs to come out of that for the Jets. Uh, obviously, the Giants. I mean, the draft stuff is 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 a little bit down the road, but more pressing for the Jets. Although the salary cap stuff mm-hmm. is. Uh, 
is pertinent for the Giants. And they're going to finally cut their receiver who didn't do a thing for him. Yeah, Kenny Galladay oh, Kenny. after March 15th. Worst, uh, worst signing all time? Oh, I mean, maybe in NFL history. Well, I'm thinking about New York. <laughs> Hoff, give me another really awful New York sports signing. I know we always joke about Benia, but at least Benia had a couple of functional seasons. I mean, like I said Jed Lowry didn't play. Oh, that's right. We're back to the Lowry thing. Yeah, that's right. Jason Bay was terrible. Yeah, yeah that's right. Kenny, we did have this Jacoby Ellsbury. barely Ellsbury. He had $70 million, and he scored one touchdown. He yeah, scored well, a touchdown. Kenny, Kenny had one. One, that's what yeah. I mean. He had yeah, one. Great catch, though. Yeah. <laughs> Lowry didn't get a hit. He didn't, he didn't get the at-bats. He got nine he at-bats. Nine yeah. at-bats. No hits. And yeah. no hits. But then he went to what back to the number? and he was good. What was his number? It was two for 20. No, 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 no. No, his, uh, how much did they, oh, two for 20 Two million. years, $20 yeah. million, dollars, I think uh, it was. Was that a, was that a Brody? That was a Brody special, right? Yeah, Galladay's got is some. worse. What? Galladay's worse. He signed 70 million, yeah. dude. Yeah, but did he actually get 70 million? No, he probably only got about 38. I was actually looking at it earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's somewhere around thirty. It's all fungible. Though. Well, no, this is I'm talking about actual cash. Go. On the cap, it was definitely fungible. It's his career earnings, forty million career earnings. Most of that was in this deal because he was not a first round pick. with Detroit. So he didn't he's, make a ton of money with Detroit. Yeah, he was a third round pick in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, so, he's got to be done, right? I can't imagine anybody um, signs him. Who's going to pick? Yeah, I think almost make him a tight end at this point. So I, you just eat all I, it's offseason. Funny. That's, exactly what tight I, end. that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, maybe you can be a tight end. Maybe. In the red zone. You have some value down there. Yeah. Let's get to Rob in Edison, New Jersey. Checks in on the Fantique and Tierney. What's up, Robbo? How are you today, man? What's up, Rob? Hey, what's up, Brandon? Listen, I got a serious question. Like, I heard yesterday that if the Islanders make the playoffs, that eight out of nine local teams would have made the playoffs this year. Eight out of nine, and the Jets are the only one, and yet they get the most hype, the most talk on sports radio right now. It's unbelievable. They're like a mediocre franchise. They're not even close to winning, mm-hmm. and the Jets get more talk than anyone else. And eight other, eight out of the nine teams made the playoffs except the Jets. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, the Devils are obviously having a good year. Isles going to squeak in, right? Isles going to squeak in? Rangers, obviously, you know, in a good position to do some. What is this cane trade going to find? It's, it's the stupid salary cap. And Tonight and, after 5 o'clock. Yeah, today after 5. That's it's obviously going to happen. He's, he's not even on his former team anymore. He checked out a couple of days ago, but that's getting annoying. Uh, Gangs playoffs, Mets playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. But let me ask you this. What else is there to talk about? Like, I, I, I asked that rhetorically because I know the answer. There's always things to talk about, but... You have to gravitate, at least, listen, there's an old saying in radio, you play the hits, and whatever's topical, whatever's hot, that's what you do. Now, there's an expiration point, which is why after about a week or so of the car, Roger stuff, we backed off, we start, you know, we did some mix, we did some other stuff, but it's the quarterback position, and it's the NFL. What's the most popular sport? NFL. What's the most important position? Quarterback. And the Jets are chasing one of the all-time greats. And the rest of the roster is good. Yeah. So that's why they're getting the attention. Listen, if I'm not a Jets fan, am I getting a little tired of it? Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't begrudge people for saying that. But it, it is what it is. For now. Yeah. It's not going to be like this forever. No, I mean, and we'll, we'll get some solution at some point, And we'll start thinking more about major league baseball and basketball as it pushes towards the you know end of the regular season and the postseason. But right now, football is still very pertinent. Because teams are trying to get right uh, before the combine and before the draft. The draft is a month away, dude. Month and a half away? Yeah, because it's been in March, end of, it's into April. So it's a month and a half away. It's coming. It's a lot that's going on you know, in football still. That's right. That's right. Let's get uh, Rudolph here in Manhattan. He's on the fan. What's up, Rudolph? 
Uh, good morning. What's happening? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that the uh, Jets, the Jets, should continue to strike for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, we're begging, we're desperate, but it's a big chance. Um, it's going to take the Jets at least over two years to get, uh, probably get to a Super Bowl. You know, it, you're taking a chance. Um, he he really probably doesn't want to come here. He probably just want to. He doesn't want to come under pressure. He's probably going to go back with Green Bay. And make that money and just have it. Well, he's going to make the money anywhere. Fun. He's going to make the money anywhere. Yeah, and, but he listen, he, it's, it's yeah. pressure he's going to come to, in New York. He doesn't want to. Right, he's know? not even giving you a hint. He's, How do you know? Well, but that quiet. doesn't mean that he doesn't want to. Yeah, I, I really think you should try to go with Big. No, I mean, this seems crazy. Go with Big Mayfield. Let him hold the team down. Big Mayfield or Garoppolo. Let him hold the team down for a while and try again it to might get happen. that franchise. That might happen. Try, it try might to happen. Still get the franchise. Joe Douglas made a they made a mistake, and, and it was, but they, he, he, they learned from it. Yep. So go let them two guys hold one of them hold the team down for about two years and try again. You're to making get a lot of assumptions. The one there. thing that you're not incorporating to the conversation is the fact that of well, all the people that you just mentioned, or even people that you didn't mention, but we know who you're talking about, that Rodgers right. has the greatest chance to get to the Jets to a place they haven't I, been I, I since, the, since I 1969. I would like to get him, but does he really want to come here? I don't know. He's going to add the last minute change in his mind, and, and, and the Jets are going to be disappointed, right? Well, I could try to get him, but does he want to really be here? I That's the point. don't know, mm. and neither do you. I don't know. Right. But you know what, Rudolph? You do your due diligence. I know that that's a Cashman phrase. You do your due diligence. You have multiple plans in case it doesn't work out in place. Derek Carr is one. We know all the other ones because we've talked about it a million times. And that's it. You know, but there is that. There's got to be a drop date. But I, listen, I'm, I admit, I am emotionally wrapped up in this. Yeah. You are not emotionally wrapped up in this because it's not your team. No. Okay. So what is the drop dead moment where you have to say, where you would say, that's it. I don't, we don't know what he wants to do. He's intimated nothing. I mean, Goodbye, I'm, Rogers. I, have fun. Whatever I, you I'm do. already there, and we've talked about this, because you're, there's no indication that he has interest in the Jets. Man, there's no indication that he has none. Exactly. But there's either way, either way you look at it, there's no indication that he is interested. There's no indication that he's not interested. So if I'm the Jets, i got to do what's right for the Jets. And short term, it probably is Aaron Rodgers. Long term, it's not. And you know that for a fact. So when you when you start throwing all of that into the stew, it comes out as you got to have a solution other than Aaron Rodgers. That that's my take on it. It's it's and it's hard to say it because he'd be so good if he goes if he came here, but you just have no idea if he's actually going to come here. And I don't think waiting and, and holding, you know, your breath. But you got to wait another week here. Oh, I mean, it's, well, it's, so it's, it's at the, least it's at least another week. It's okay. probably actually two, but. To, to me, I, I'm already done with it. I'd Two be, more weeks where he doesn't say anything. If he doesn't say anything, I, 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 if no, he doesn't say anything I, for another, that's week, that's not good enough for me at this point. If he doesn't say anything for another week, yeah. I mean, he should say something by the end of this week. Well, or that's at least what I'm saying. The end of the combine. You said two weeks. I disagree, and I'm all Rogers. Two weeks to me is not anything I'm willing to go on here. Mm. That's it. You're out of your hole. You're taking a few showers. You collected your senses. You find out what the hell you want to do. You've had some Tell convers- somebody. had some conversations, you know, with. Uh, with the, with, the with, Packers, the Packers. with the Packers. Stop being selfish here. So There's they, other teams that need to make their plans. Yep, they're at the Combine. They probably are expressing themselves to whoever, the Jets or whoever else is interested. I think still the Raiders, despite what Peter King says. He's, the, the Packers are trying to figure themselves out. Yep. Guten Kuhn said this earlier. We saw it on the on one of these Chirons that we were watching. They're, 
They know that they're in a decision-making process right now, the Green Bay Packers are, and they got to do what's right for the Green Bay Packers. And if it's moving on from Aaron Rodgers, that needs to happen sooner rather than later because they still have a lot of stuff they got to do. Uh, let's address the little elephant in the room here. Uh, wh- why does our boy Joe Klecos keep saying that Rodgers can ruin the Jets? Can somebody <laughs> spl- I mean, I love Joe. But why does he keep saying this? Well, what did he say a couple weeks ago? Is something and, it, and we because I remember we commented on it. We're saying it's like he's speaking for Woody. Remember you know, this? I didn't. I think you said that. I didn't. I didn't agree with that at all. But well, not not that he, not Woody's that he was. Him what he's thinking. I, I agree. That's my point. Is that Joe Klecko is not on speed dial with Woody Johnson, and so what, the things he was saying, it was almost like he was saying them on behalf of Woody. But I know that he's not. Mm-hmm. And it's. And now he's like he's speaking on behalf of of Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers are ruining our locker room. How, how do you know? Listen, I think <laughs> here's what I think. First of all, Joe is as old school as it gets. Yeah. Joe is the man. I can't wait to see and him. Again, the whole he's just expressing awesome. he's just expressing his opinion. It yes. is what it is. Joe's but. also a long time removed from the games mm-hmm. from from the game. Uh, now his opinion's a million times more valuable than out than than maybe than mine. I didn't play, so I, I certainly I'm not trying to marginalize the guy at all. Love Joe. But he's not connected day to day with the Jets. Mm-hmm. He's not, and you know. But Nor be- do I think he knows Aaron Rodgers. You know, I agree. But now that he's going into the Hall of Fame, he is a big ticket interview. So you get him on. Oh, Klecko, Jet. Oh, Rodgers, Jets, and and it, it's a great question. It's a great soundbite. Uh, it's a great job if you get him on the show and and it gives you something like that. But I don't think it has anything to do with what the Jets are thinking or what the Jets should be thinking. No, I, I really think it's independent of all that. He's just an old school, uh, no nonsense type, which is why we love Joe. But I disagree with Joe. Respectfully disagree. Rogers has to be the target, and then you go from there. I've been saying it for a long time. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is our number. Coming up, Yankee tickets. We're going all in as well, and then we got you uh, two more hours after that to Cartner Roberts at two on the fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 